Welcome to day 348 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul here with Cindy, David, and Matt. Continue and come nearly to the end of our third season together, the story of the prophets. The prophets have taken us through a a really dark time in, in the nation of Israel when they are judged and expelled from the land because of their unfaithfulness to God and God had promised in the same way that he had driven out the inhabitants of the land before them because of uh, the abominations of their worship, that he would indeed do the same to Israel as they strayed. And of course, uh, many of their abominations became every bit as, as big and as horrible as those before them. So God has judged them in his judgment. He is now restoring them. People are coming back you know, into Israel and rebuilding the temple, rebuilding their homes, rebuilding the walls, rebuilding Jerusalem. It's a it's a hard task. They have enemies threatening them from the outside. And you have the prophets Haggai and Zechariah encouraging them in the work uh, and uh, encouraging the people to remain faithful to God. So they not only give them the vision of this future restoration, which is much bigger you know, than what they're experiencing, they also... Uh, rehearse the warnings of the past. Let's be very careful to honor the God, to be a people who care for the poor and for the oppressed and who carry out, uh, you know, the vision of the way God called us to live as his people uh, for each other, for his glory, and and for the nations. So uh, we conclude this week uh, with Zechariah chapter 8. And as we come to this moment, we always come to this moment Uh, knowing that God has given a wonderful gift in His Word and His desire is to work through His Word to show us His character and to transform us into the image of His Son through His Spirit. So as always, we ask the Lord to meet us in this moment and to, through His Word, build us up in Christ Jesus. So, Matt, do you mind lifting us up before we read? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we we do... um, come to you in this moment asking for you to search us, um, to, to use your word to accomplish your purposes in us and, and give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear um, all that you desire for us to hear in your word. Uh, Father, we ask that you would uh, do as Paul says, to build us up in Christ Jesus as we spend time together as your body and your word, um, and that you'd be glorified among us. Father, we thank you for the gift of your grace, uh, for the gift of your word. Uh, Father, would we not take it for granted? In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Zechariah chapter 8, the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. See, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I am very jealous for Zion. I am burning with jealousy for her. This is what the Lord says. I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city. The mountain of the Lord Almighty will be called Holy Mountain. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Once again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each of them with cane in hand because of their age. The city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. This is what the Lord Almighty says. It may seem marvelous to the remnant of this people at that time, but will it seem marvelous to me, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will save my people from the countries of the east and the west. I'll bring them back to live in Jerusalem. They will be my people, and I'll be faithful and righteous to them as their God. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Now hear these words. Let your hands be strong so the temple may be built. This is what the prophets said who were present when the foundation was laid for the house of the Lord. 
Before the time, there were no wages for people or hire for animals. No one could go about their business safely because of their enemies, since I had turned everyone against their neighbor. But now I will not deal with the remnant of this people as I did in the past, declares the Lord Almighty. The seed will grow well. The vine will yield its fruit. The ground will produce its crops. The heavens will drop their dew. I'll give all these things as an inheritance to the remnant of this people. Just as you, Judah, and Israel have been a curse among the nations, so I will save you and you will be a blessing. Do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Just as I determined to bring disaster on you and showed you no pity when your ancestors angered me, said the Lord Almighty, so now I have determined to do good again to Jerusalem and Judah. Do not be afraid. These are the things that you are to do. Speak truth to each other and render true and sound judgment in your courts. Do not plot evil against each other and do not love to swear falsely. I hate all this, declares the Lord. The word of the Lord Almighty came to me. This is what the Lord Almighty says. The fast of the fourth, fifth, seventh, and tenth months will become joyful and glad occasions and happy festivals for Judah. Therefore, love truth and peace. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Many peoples and the inhabitants of many cities will yet come, and the inhabitants of one city will go to another and say, Let us go at once to entreat the Lord and seek the Lord Almighty. I myself am going, and many peoples and powerful nations will come to Jerusalem to seek the Lord Almighty and to entreat Him. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In those days, ten people from all languages and nations will take firm hold of one Jew by the hem of his robe and say, Let us go with you, because we have heard that God is with you. And what a wonderful encouragement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of anything that would be uh, so wonderful to hear as, uh, you know, let us go with you because mm-hmm. we sense God's presence, yeah. you know, with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the refrains you're probably hearing as we're reading is that this is the word of the Lord Almighty. This is what the Lord Almighty says. And, and these things are firmly spoken, you know, of him. Uh, this is the restoration that is coming. Of course, if you're sitting there in this rubble trying to rebuild, mm-hmm. you know, with fear of enemies on every side, you're wondering what will ultimately come of this city and what will ultimately come of this people. And God said, this is it. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous for you and I'm restoring you and I'll be with you. Yeah. I'm just reading this, especially with the story of Scripture in mind and the covenants that we've studied, you know, with the Abrahamic covenant and the Mosaic covenant, and you're reminded of God telling Abraham, you know, from your line, you know, you'll be a blessing to the nations mm-hmm. and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you. And you know, God calling his people or rescuing his people out of Egypt, you know, bringing them into a land that is their own and he gives them and you know, they're meant to be a light to the nations, a blessing to the nations. And all they have, have been up to this point is a curse. You know, verse 13, just as you Jude and Israel have been a curse among the nations, so I will save you and you will be a blessing. Do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. And then you allude to it um, in 23. But just mm-hmm. the people coming and grabbing hold of God's people and saying, man, let us go with you. We've heard that God is with you. So just that that, that kind of reversal where mm-hmm. Israel to this point has been a, a curse to the nations. But God says, you, you will once again be a blessing to the nations and such a blessing that people will flock to you and lay hold of you. Yeah, and you even have to love that number, you know, 10. You know, 10 people who do not know God, grab hold of one who does know God in order, you know, to go to the city of God and to behold and receive and participate in the blessing of God. And of course, it'd be, you know, what a wonderful thought when you see the restoration of the nation being the overflowing of nations coming to him. Mm-hmm. And, and what a tragedy it is when a people who are intended to be a blessing become a yeah. curse. 
And that's something that we ought to be, you know, tragically aware of, that we can become so ingrown and so self-centered in our worship and the way that we carry ourselves and in the judgmental attitudes of those around us, our willingness uh, to pick at specks and not look at the beams, you know, that are on our own eye. Uh, and, and we can actually become a hindrance to people, uh, you know, coming to the Lord and seeking his blessing. Mm-hmm. And rather than seeing, you know, his presence in us, they see, you know, a contending judgmental, legalistic, you know, kind of spirit. Mm-hmm. So uh, may we be jealous for the glory of the Lord the way the Lord is jealous, mm-hmm. you know, for us and for his people. Mm-hmm. And he paints that picture, you know, in verses 16 through 18 of these are things you are to do. If you want to be these people that are the nations are drawn to and that mm-hmm. the outsiders are drawn to, speak the truth to each other, render true and sound judgments in your courts. Do not plot evil against each other and do not love to swear falsely. You know, these are the things that the Lord hates. And and so, yeah, to what to look like to be the people that live as a blessing to those around them is uh, mm-hmm. something we should give much more thought to. And I'm struck. I mean, we've been months and months of just hearing about Jerusalem's um, unfaithfulness and faithlessness and sinfulness. And I am so encouraged by this chapter. And he says, I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city. The ultimate redeemer and redemption story here, right? Because we know they're not faithful, but God in his goodness is faithful and he makes a faithful people. And he dwells among them. And I love that. No, it, it, uh, the faithfulness, you know, that uh, our faithfulness is a gift of the faithful one exactly. you know, to us and the yeah. work of the faithful one in us to restore us and, and renew us and a deep, rich reminder, you know, of, of God's grace. But that is, you mm-hmm. know, that is the juxtaposition of, the, you know, of what once was the unfaithful city mm-hmm. uh, that we've heard time and time again, you know, from the prophets will become the faithful city and will become my holy mountain. Amazing. And we see his faithfulness in, in verse 7. This is what the Lord might, I will save my people from the countries of the east and west. I will bring them back to live in Jerusalem. Then they will be my people, and I will be faithful and righteous mm-hmm. to them as their God. And you have to love the uh, the old people with the their canes and the young kids, the young kids <laughs> and the playing. Maybe it's marvelous <laughs> to you. Yeah, just, you know, but as Joy said, you know, and, yeah. and, and the question is, will that, you know, come with, will this prosperity and, and will this reason for rejoicing come with a renewed faithfulness, you know, which is really, you know, what pleases me. Mm-hmm. And so we have here, you know, him you know, telling this, these are the things that you were to do to live honestly toward each other. And we've seen him, you know, in earlier readings this week talk about, you know, how we respond to the oppressed and the poor and the widowed and the foreigner, you know, living in the land, uh, reflecting the heart and the compassion of the people. I don't mm-hmm. require... You know, fast. And by the way, we've added fast here. We, we started mm-hmm. with one on the Day of Atonement. Then we have one to, you know, commemorate, you know, in sadness, mm-hmm. uh, the fall of Jerusalem. And another to, you know, commemorate, you know, going into exile. We have two more fasts. We have no idea what those fasts are. But the interesting thing is the fast that commemorates the fall of Jerusalem and the fast that commemorates going into exile will actually become joyous occasions Mm -hmm. and uh, that is almost beyond imagination that the two most tragic events in the history of israel will ultimately be turned on their head and will be turned in moments of joy and of course Mm -hmm. we're reminded of the promises you know of god in the book of revelation i'll wipe away every tear Mm -hmm. and uh, the old things will be forgotten and remembered no more and he will turn 
our you know our sadness into into joy and you see that promise here as well it's been a rich week you know in zachariah we mm-hmm. deeply enjoyed him as katie was saying earlier in the week we should read this book more often of course we should read the whole book more often <laughs> and uh, read it in a way with you know with childlike wonder of how god mm-hmm. is preparing us for what will ultimately be accomplished in christ and as the people are sitting there among the rubble they would mother thought well wow, this is amazing you know what god is saying you know that he will do with this city and hard to even imagine, you know, taking a city that looks like this and making it a city that looks like that. Yeah. But we realize, even as we read this through the prophets, what he has in store for us is even greater than this. You know, Paul would tell us, eye is not seen, ear is not heard, nor is it even entered into the heart of man what God has in store for those who love him. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, how we thank you for what you have in store for us. We thank you for the gift we have now, uh, the incredible wealth we have in Christ and the experience we have of shalom, a sense of deep well-being because of your grace in our life. Uh, May we, Father, not be distracted by so many things around us. May we uh, be settled in you. May we experience your joy, which is a complete joy. May we experience your peace, which is a peace that transcends our understanding because you guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm